0: Welcome to episode four of the Portland Pilot Alumni podcast. I'm your host, Brant Miner, 2006 alumni of the University of Portland. I was on the men's basketball team. Today, our guest is Sharon Rissmiller, who was a member of the women's basketball team from 1997 to 2001. Sharon's senior year, she was named first team all WCC. Uh, she still ranks in the top 10 all time in free throw percentage and scored over a thousand points in her career. Following her time at UP, Sharon has had a very successful career as a college basketball coach, including stops at Clark Community College, Tacoma Community College, seven years at Pacific University, Go Boxers, where I currently coach, love that. Following her success at Pacific, uh, Sharon became the Director of Operations at Oregon State for four seasons, where there were a lot of success there at the division one level. And then the bluff came calling and now she's back in her second season as an assistant at the university of Portland, their first season as an assistant picked to finish last 10th out of the WCC surprised a lot of people, not me. Cause I'm a believer. Yep. And the women were able to get to cut down nets at the WCC tournament, last team in the country to win a game or a tournament. And Unfortunately, due to COVID, their season was cut short prior to the national tournament, but lots of bright things in the future, a lot of great things to come. I'm excited, Sharon. Thanks for joining me.
1: Oh, thank you, Brant. This is awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to be here.
0: This will be fun. So tell us a little bit about your decision to attend the University of Portland. What was the recruiting process like, and how did you end up at UP?
1: Yeah, so... Uh, it's funny. I went to Tigard High School, so I'm a local kid around Portland area. And the state tournament back then was held at University of Portland in the trial center. And so my freshman year of high school, um, our team made it to state. Um, and so we played here in the trial center. And that was kind of my first introduction, really, to University of Portland. And then um, a couple people from Tigard, their parents worked here at the university and talked with the coaches here. Um, At the time, Kelly Graves, who is the head coach at University of Oregon, uh, he was an assistant here. And so he reached out. uh, We started the recruiting process. Um, Some other big schools recruited me after that freshman year state tournament run. Um, UCLA was one of them. And that was like, Kind of a dream school. Um, I think just through the whole recruiting process, I started to get a feel for like the different levels of play, um, from BCS schools uh, to mid majors to then the different levels of like NAIA Division Two, II, Division Three. Um, and so, my sister played at George Fox University, uh, where Scott Ruick was the head coach at that time, um, and. So I think just through the different experiences of the different levels, I knew that I wanted to play division one. But I also knew that I wanted to play. (laughs) I didn't want to be, I couldn't go from, you know, being a starter my freshman year of high school and like playing all the time in high school to going somewhere where I was going to sit the bench. I just knew I Selfishly within myself, I couldn't do it. <laughs> so I knew I wanted to play somewhere. I knew I wanted to contribute um, right away. And I knew that University of Portland had had a very successful run uh, for about four years there when Kelly Graves was an assistant and went to the NSA. They went to the NSA tournament those four years. Um, Dina Lansing was a, a star player, um, Laura Sale, um, you know, Kristen Hepton. Some really great players here and so they kind of helped with the recruiting process um you know when I came to summer camp here getting to know them the players um getting to know the coaching staff you know Jim Sellers is just a really great guy so I knew through being recruited by some of the other coaches at some big time schools just like learning about coaches priorities um, how they treated players, what was important to them, you know, their lifestyle that they live, um, you know, how they interact with players and the team and all that stuff um, and just my own personal values. And so through learning all of that, I just knew that university of Portland was you now the right fit for me. Um, I also wanted to stay close to home. So I wanted my parents and my family friends and um, you know, people that watched me in high school have the opportunity to be at my games. Um, and back then, <laughs> like totally aging myself, but back then, back in the good old days, um, you know, professional women's basketball was kind of just getting started. So it there weren't as many opportunities as there are now to continue on playing. So I knew that it was kind of probably going to be like, the end of my career playing wise so with that in mind I was like that was another reason why I wanted to play and not sit the bench was because I was like if these are the last four years I'm playing then I want to be on the court (laughs) right so I think just like learning more about who I am my strengths my weaknesses the right size school the values what's important to me um you know, all those things came into play. And so University of Portland was just like the right fit for me.
0: That's awesome. Throughout some amazing names there of right. coaches you've been around. Kelly Graves, obviously wow. one of the best coaches in the country. Scott Ruick, right. who was at George Fox, coming from a D3. Um, obviously at Oregon State, now having tremendous success. Jim Sollers won a lot of games for the Pilots. Um, awesome. I think very highly of him, a great man. Yeah, Um, very good coach. And so you've been around some great ones for sure.
1: Yeah, very blessed, very fortunate to be around such quality um, people and coaches and programs and uh, just being able to absorb as much uh, information and, you know, how they manage people, their interactions um, and like I said, priorities. Um, I remember being recruited by somebody from like a big time school and in their conversations, it was like, well, I don't want to put priority on family or things like that. It was, I'm such a diehard basketball coach. And it was like, well, okay. I love basketball too, but life, family relationships with people are like, Priority number one. So sure. <laughs> if you're putting a game above relationships and people, I'm like, oh, this isn't going to be a right fit for me.
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad you picked Portland over UCLA. Um, <laughs> but then, I think that the family atmosphere, and obviously, Sollers is a great family man and yeah. Graves, too. I know his son's now playing as a walk on at Gonzaga right. and just family people. And that's the thing that I'm loving about Pacific. Yeah. is you have that work-life kind of balance. Yeah. Obviously, we want to win. Everybody wants to win. But there is more to life than just basketball. And I think family, the family and um, religion and things like that are probably more, should be.
1: Right. Or should or be. Not,
0: not always. In some coaches' minds, it's basketball, basketball, basketball.
1: Right.
0: Well, let's go back to your time on the bluff. Tell us one of your favorite playing or basketball-related memories from your time on the bluff?
1: Uh, two come to mind right away. Uh, my senior year, we beat Oregon State. Okay. Um, and Scott wasn't there yet as a coach. Um, it wasn't even Lavonda Wagner. I think it was still Judy Spolstra, potentially mm-hmm. maybe back then. Um, and they were they were a pretty dominant, you know, Pac-12 team those years um they had Felicia Ragland um and just Tanya Kostick, I think was there at that time like just some pretty successful players and I remember we just had a great plan going into that game and we kind of just played with this mentality of like let's go dominate let's go win like why not why not us um and so I just remember that game specifically um Taking off, you know, beating a, a pretty dominant Pac-12 team uh, back then. Um, and then another memory is when our team went to Boston. So, tra- I love traveling, and I just think that's something that sport has allowed and provided so many opportunities um, to travel, see the world, experience different parts of not only just our country but other countries and just like learning about other cultures and how people do life. Um, And so one of my favorite trips was when we went to Boston. It might've been my freshman year, could have been my sophomore, kind of a blur, but (laughs) it was early on. And I just remember it was around Christmas time. We had played, um, I think it was Boston College and Holy Cross. And just like how awesome the city of Boston was when we toured around. Uh, We went to the old uh, Cheers. you know went there had dinner there which was fun um there was tons of snow just it was such a like wintry fun exciting trip to just see like that part of the country during the winter season like I would never go there um during winter (laughs) normally so um so that was really fun that was an awesome trip and a great experience and just kind of eye-opening to the other side of the country at that point.
0: That's awesome. I love that. I love that the memory, one of them is a win and one of them is just a trip, Yeah. you know, and that's one thing about being a basketball coach player, the road trips, the time in the airport. Those are the things I remember about, you know, I remember beating Gonzaga and I remember some of the wins, but I also remember the inside jokes that you get with as a team because somebody (laughs) does something funny in the hotel before a game and Just those are the things that really, I remember too, Sharon. And I think that is awesome that a trip with your team and just getting to experience something that you probably wouldn't experience if it wasn't for the game of basketball.
1: Right, yeah. And I just, it's so funny, like traveling back back then (laughs) is just so different even from how our team travels now. Um, And just the differences, like we all, like I think we had three or four minivans more like you know you don't have really great cell phones back then and so you're literally map questing it and printing off maps and like reading maps trying to find where are we going and then four cars like trying to chase each other and follow each other so we're not split up and lost and like and you miss a
0: turn you miss a turn you're done
1: like you're done (laughs) and then just like okay, you got to split the starters up. You can't all be in the same van because this one gets lost. And then that happened on one of our trips. I think it was Santa Clara. Like we, our coaches have been to Santa Clara like a million times and somehow we still got lost, you know, and we didn't have GPS. And so I just remember we got there like late, like there was probably 10 minutes to warm up and it was like frantic chaos. But at the same time, it was just fun and it was, you know, just part of how it was back then. You
0: yeah. look back at it and it's fun. But at the time, I bet you the coaches were <laughs> stressing like nobody else, like, especially whoever was driving the van that got <laughs> right. lost. Right. Well, I'm meeting
1: anything. everybody else that got lost. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. it was great. It was great.
0: I've made some mistakes as an assistant coach and you're just like, oh, no, I'm in <laughs> big trouble on this one. Yeah. great. Right. I, yeah. I got post-game food last year after playing UPS, but the Jimmy John's was on the military base.
1: Oh, yeah. Up in,
0: so we couldn't get the, and we had just lost a heartbreaking game, and yeah. we pull up to the gates, and I'm like, because uh, I'm reading the directions, and then all of a sudden they're like, uh, you can't get on base to get your food. And I'm like, uh, and they're like, we don't deliver off base. And so I was, and this was after a loss, and I'm just like, I screwed up. You know, I have like right. one job, right? right. Um, <laughs> But and I screwed up the post-game meal, but that's awesome. you think
1: are easy, though, really aren't.
0: Oh, it's stressful. Like, it
1: is so stressful. Yes. Yeah. You're,
0: you're responsible for a lot. And it's like, so just, many things. it goes normal most of the time. And everybody just kind of expects, oh, there's going to be food after the game. And the nice meal before the game, it's all just going to work out. And it's like, sometimes I'm scrambling. Yeah. Trying to work that's that out. That
1: it works out most of the time. Normal for you. I feel like it never works out <laughs> normal. <laughs>
0: Always prepared for the
1: screw up. I'm like, this
0: isn't gonna work. This This is is not plan on a screw up, and then if it does work, be excited about the fact that I didn't screw up. Maybe that's the strategy you should employ. Like, just screw up a lot, and then when you do something good, everybody will be surprised. Amazing. That's funny. Tell us about a non-basketball memory. School, the Commons, the Cove. Tell us about something you remember about UP that wasn't basketball related.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> um, gosh, i had been thinking, like, so going into my senior year is when they built um, Tyson Hagerty, the townhomes. Yeah. And so that was kind of a little bit of a mess because the construction wasn't, like, going as planned. They had all these students that were supposed to be living in these brand new townhomes that, you know, were going to be awesome and gorgeous and so fun and, you know, super excited to, like kind of being in an apartment finally and you know that part of college experience rather than just the dorms and and they weren't completing them on time so we had all these like students displaced like we didn't really have anywhere to live so fortunately, like my parents were in Tigard and so I ended up staying there I think it was for the first month of school wow and uh my best friend Janelle Ocker.
0: Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Janelle. Our, our wife, well, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So she was a roommate and was going to be in one of the apartment houses or rooms. And so we were sharing the same place, but um so she ended up kind of living with me at my parents' house and we just kind of commuted back and forth to school for like the first month and then then we finally got to move in, which was so much brand fun. new, but
0: brand new, brand new.
1: So gorgeous yeah so but that was really fun just like the row housing living there because it was just like a little bit different experience um a lot of the athletes did end up living um in a lot of the different you know apartments there in the row housing which was fun so I just loved like that kind of part of the community of the like dorm life living
0: for sure
1: changed and different but it was kind of just like okay are we gonna move in do we know when we're gonna move in no, not till next week. Okay, cool. Nope, not till the next week. Okay. Now we're looking a month out. And so that was of- now. We
0: we've learned to be adaptable now during COVID, right? Even more so. Cause that's when you're saying next week, maybe that's kind of yes. how it's been for us getting in the yes. gym. Yes. It's like, oh, next week maybe you'll be able to get oh, next week you'll be able to get right. and seasonal start in January or maybe February. Actually, let's push it to March. And we're right. still not sure if we're getting a season. So
1: seriously. Like college in that right? way prepared me more than I even <laughs> Right,
0: yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. You know, I never what's happen all
1: this. <laughs> so. yeah, that's
0: awesome, though. I think that's a great memory. Tyson, Haggerty, those are yeah. names. Those are and Roe Housing and yeah. Carl Ocker and bringing up Carl. Right? And Janelle, great people, one of my favorite teammates. And yeah. just yeah. a great, great couple they yeah. are.
1: Yeah, I think another one of my favorite memories kind of off the basketball side was I also roomed my freshman and sophomore year with KT Emerson, who's KT Lamb. She was a volleyball player. Um, and we had decided it would be a great idea to go camping. Well, she's like a SoCal kind of kid. I'm not outdoorsy in any capacity. And I don't know why we thought this was a good idea, but we, we, Borrowed a tent from like the wreck or whatever. Yeah. And so it was like a little two person tent. I'm not sure if it even had like all the right poles and stakes or anything like that. We borrowed my dad's truck. We didn't have firewood. I don't know what we did for food actually. <laughs> but we drove out to like towards the beach. We, it when this was like March, this was like spring break. Camping in March in Oregon by the coast. Not a good idea in a tent. But you're young, you're college age, you think it's like the best idea ever.
0: It's gonna be so fun.
1: Yeah, it's gonna, this is gonna be so fun. We're gonna love it, we're gonna go hiking, <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. And we drove out there, it's like an hour, and then it's like getting dark. So we're trying to pitch the tent. We get in there, it's freezing cold, we have no firewood. We have like a little, I don't even know, we have like a little tiny candle. And we like roasted marshmallows like on the candle in the tent. And then we stayed there one night. I think we got into like the truck to warm up multiple times. Cause I don't think you even have like proper sleeping bags, any of that <laughs> stuff. Then after like one night, like first thing in the morning, we like packed up and went back. And then we lived on the fourth floor of Shipstad. So we had to like, and the elevator was broken. So of course, naturally we're like lugging all the camping gear upstairs because we were supposed to have it for another day couldn't turn it in whatever i don't know but it just was like a disaster in every capacity and it was like now it was one of the funniest things we like did which was so stupid but at the same time you're college and you think it's great so
0: those are the great memories though like we we're talking about looking back on them right. at the time you're probably like what it's so cold but southern california right. you don't need campfire sleeping bags we're gonna be good
1: Firewood, food, it's fine. It. Who needs it? Proper sleeping bags. No, it's great. Yeah.
0: Just roll with it. That's But those memories, sometimes those are the ones you remember, you know, just those tough, yeah, hard things. But
1: I don't know if I've gone camping since then, to be honest. <laughs> like, I think that might have completely did me in.
0: <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. I, the joke I hear is I'm outdoorsy and that I like to day drink on a patio.
1: There you go. There you go.
0: Yep. (laughs) Let's talk about what you've been doing since graduation, um, coaching. How did you get your start in coaching?
1: Yeah. Funny. Um, I was trying to get into coaching and then we took, so our team went to Germany that summer, um, after, after the school year. And so I was able to go, I don't even actually know why, but so after my senior year, I was able to go with the team to Germany and we played, traveled over there, which was awesome. But I really wanted to go on that trip. And so trying to get into coaching usually happens like March, April, May. And so I didn't really want to get into a coaching job right after season and graduation, cause I want to go on this trip. So went on the trip, came back, trying to figure out what I was going to do. Knew I wanted to coach. And then Clark Community College, I think, asked Jim Sollers, like, "Hey, do you have any recent grads? Anybody looking to get into coaching?" And I was like, "Yeah, but I don't really want to coach at community college. Like, I really just want to go Division One." Well, I mean, I had no idea what I was doing, so <laughs> so um, I ended up like coaching at a high school, at Sunset High School, for one season. Um, And then after that, Clark Community College called again. And so Jim Sellers was like, okay, yeah, like call Sharon. So I interviewed for it and then they offered it to me. And I just thought, "Ah, I just, I'm not sure if I really wanna take this right now. Cause it was still early on like in the coaching world of when people get hired and change jobs. So it was like early spring. I was like, maybe I'll hold out and see if like a division one opportunity comes up. Maybe even DTU, and so interviewed a couple of different places. Interviewed at like Idaho, Idaho State, and I was like, eh, not the right fit. Don't want to go there. So then Clark called again, and I was like, okay, yes, I'll take the Clark job. So did that for a year. Um, learned a ton about everything that I didn't know. <laughs> you realize. Like how little you actually know when yeah, you Yeah, because you
0: were probably like what 24, 23. Early 20s. Yeah. yeah,
1: I was 23 being a head coach. Yeah. It was it was a lot. Yeah. And then so then a lot of the girls on the team really struggled with kind of some things academically or family situations or like mental health stuff. And it was all stuff that I'd never really been around or like knew much about back then. I mean, I was so sheltered <laughs> living in tiger. When do you Like, I don't know if you get more sheltered than that. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so I didn't really know how to handle or deal with any of that. Um, I don't even think I had an assistant coach. Like, yeah. So Good did I, just, yeah. And so I got started there. It was fine. And then took a job at Tacoma community college because Clark community college was just a part-time gig. So it was just like a little stipend. So I was like, well, I can't live off of like a $5,000 stipend. Um, so got a, got a head job at Tacoma community college and was also the academic advisor. Um, so my head, my full-time job was academic advising. And then on top of that was also a head coach. So kind of the same thing in that like I was recruiting kids that either weren't really good enough to go to a higher level or struggled academically or didn't have the family support um, to help these kids make good decisions and stuff like that. So my first year, when I first started, I got hired like the day before school started and um, and then when I got there, the AD was like, yeah, you have two players. I was like, two, you need five. School
0: starting, yeah. Cool,
1: school starts tomorrow and you need five players, but two is great. Like at least somebody can pass the ball to somebody. Like, awesome. So <laughs> I actually was walking all around campus, trying to find girls to come out for the team. Wow. And there was one girl who had on like an athletic sweatshirt. And I was like, oh, hey! And it was basketball. I was like, do you play basketball? She's like, no, it's my boyfriend's sweatshirt. I was like, okay, but do you still wanna come out for the team? Do you wanna
0: play? (laughs) Yeah, do you wanna play? I need three more at least.
1: I know. She looked at me like, you're crazy. And I was like, no, 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 actually, I can give you like a $200 scholarship. (laughs) I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't. So we ended up having like five girls that year. we, we did win a game. We actually won a game.
0: <laughs> could have been worse. Could have hey, been 0 and worse. 20. Yes.
1: It could have been worse. So, one game we ended the game with four because somebody found out. So, you only uh, had five. Yeah, it was fine. We started with five. We ended the game with four. It all worked out. Wow. Didn't really change the outcome of the game for us on that one. So, it didn't matter.
0: But you did get a win that year. But we got one. a win that year, which one felt year, like,
1: honestly, that Success. win felt like. Probably one of the best victories I've ever experienced. Yeah. Um, One of the girls had never played a sport in her life.
0: (laughs) And she's a college (laughs) athlete now.
1: She was a college athlete. And, like, grew up in a really bad situation. But just being able to, like, have some kind of positive impact in her life in that season was, like, better than all the victories you could have ever had. So... There's things like that where it's like, yeah, we were terrible,
0: (laughs) but... (laughs) But still, I don't judge my successes on wins and losses and you can be successful even with a lot of on the floor losses.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, But
0: you got it turned around.
1: We got it turned around, yeah. And then my third season, we did really well. Um, And then one of my players was looking at attending Pacific University. Um, and I knew it was a great school. And so I was contacting the coach, never heard anything back. And I was like, man, my player's like really good. I know she would do well there. And so called and called and called, never got any return phone calls. And it turns out that the head coach had like stepped down and didn't know. And so then I contacted the AD and was like, Hey, you're looking for a coach. Like
0: I do it. Yeah.
1: I (laughs) I coach." seriously had no idea about the process <laughs> like that's like I don't know so ended up going through a great interview process it was lengthy it was like an entire day from like 8 a.m until meet with
0: all the meeting with everyone yeah
1: yeah and you just feel like you're repeating yourself over and over and over I was like can we just all get together and have one big great conversation uh, yeah. like because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I just repeated the same answer 17 times but it's cool um so yeah and then was there for seven years and a lot of things changed in those seven years being there which you know was pretty interesting to experience all that so first year um had some really awesome young ladies um I walked into the room on my interview process with the team and the first vibe that I got was just like okay we got to change like the culture and like the attitudes and just like the camaraderie within the team. Like it was just very disjointed and, and like, um, oh, there we go. There, you're right,
0: you're right. Yeah, lights out. That up. was right. Try there to get the lights go. back. Motion, There we go. Motion,
1: uh, that's what you, you get right. in the um, So, you know, just disjointed and we got to build the team camaraderie and all of that. And so I knew that was going to be a huge task when I first took it over. Um, and that was like one of my goals is just to make it an awesome experience for everyone. And like some of your best friends are your teammates. For sure. You know, the ones that you have for life. So, um, so every day that was my focus, um, teach the girls basketball, coach them up as much as I can, help them to become the best players that they can be. But more than that is provide an awesome experience for them to love the game and build awesome friendships that, they will have for the rest of their life. And so I, looking back now and also seeing, you know, the girls on, former players on social media and like them tagging their teammates, their former teammates who they're friends with on pictures and things that we did and just hilarious team activities and them doing like flashbacks to different activities that we did and pictures and, And even now, like things that they were going through in life and sharing that with their teammates, um, I think that's what brings me the most joy is seeing the relationships that were fostered in those years and created, and then the growth within those relationships those friendships, and then the memories that they all have together and how much they enjoyed those memories and those experiences. I think that's something that's like, honestly, the most important thing.
0: So. I love that answer. of the, I mean, your why, the relationships, and yeah. you, the facilitator, are fostering those relationships. Um, yeah, I love that, that that's your focus as a coach, is the experience. I mean, and that is the most important part, is the kids enjoying their teammates, and that comes into you recruiting like-minded kids that are going to get along, that are going to buy into your team chemistry and culture that you built yeah. and you had success you guys had a very high finish in the Northwest yeah. Conference and back-to-back yeah. winning seasons which is not very common at Pacific yeah so yeah. and then what after seven years out in Forest Grove what was it I mean obviously Scott Ruick, heck of a coach what was it though that took you to Oregon State
1: yeah so I I I just, I think I wanted to experience a different side of the game and a different side of college athletics. So there's just so many different areas, departments, roles that go into college athletics. And I just, I loved being a part of the team. Um, and so I didn't really want to lose like the player connection. Um, and I loved being like at the games and involved, but at the same time, I wanted to learn more of the behind the scenes, the administration side of college athletics. Um, I envisioned like going into more of, like an assistant athletic director type role eventually at some point, and maybe still do. Um, but after those seven years at Pacific, I just thought, maybe it's time to take a career change a little bit, um, and learn a different side of things just to evolve as a person and within the athletic industry. So, um, it was a really great experience. I learned so much. (laughs) Um, and I would say, like generally my role was to just take care of everything fix everything and make everything perfect <laughs> like it was an just enormous small just yeah. i mean it was enormous enormous the amount of just different things that i did every single day um like i remember the, i mean there's a million stories a million it's but it was fun so cut down a lot of nets which was great that's always exciting Right. Um, the players were my favorite like the young ladies in that program are fantastic um and so that was just a lot of fun to be a part of that um and those relationships um so yeah it was great
0: and then coach meek got the job at university of portland obviously from george fox so i'm sure you coached against him and um and then what, I mean, it seems like a no brainer for me since yeah. you're a tiger girl, but what was it that took you back or what, what, what made that decision to yeah. go back to Portland?
1: So I'd always heard just how amazing coach Meek was from every, literally every single person. I have never heard one bad thing about this man. And after working with him for two years, it's all true. Like it's incredible. Um, I've never enjoyed working with someone so much. Um, and he's a really great coach. So it was a little bit of a leap of faith because I knew my role at, at Oregon state. I knew what I was going to do. I, I mean, I, it wasn't like challenging anymore. Um, and I knew being an assistant coach would be a different opportunity for me. But I knew I'd be learning from somebody like super amazing. (laughs) So, um, and I knew University of Portland that was comfortable. um, But at the same time, it was going to be a challenge because the program hadn't really, you know, had success in a while. And so it was exciting to be a part of like wanting to make the program good again. um, And the challenge of that. And so for me, it was more about, okay, I'm gonna get the opportunity to work with a really great coach who's a really great person and have the opportunity to rebuild a program that was such an important part of like my life. So um, so you know, just so many pluses, there really, really wasn't any minuses. But I don't know why I wouldn't have taken the opportunity. <laughs> so uh, and it's been fun to just like reconnect with, people that have been a part of the program in the past. And you know, when, when I was coaching, I didn't really follow along much or stay connected because I had my own program. I was all invested in Pacific and then I was all invested in Oregon State. So when you're a part of those other programs, you're just all in with those teams and you only have so many hours in the day. So I just kind of was like, okay, University of Portland was great, but I had really lost like disconnect. Pretty much with the, with the team so it's it's been fun to be back on campus get reconnected you know and try and like rebuild this thing
0: love it i love it i'm thankful you did as an alum myself i'd love to see the success i'm hope it'll be interesting to see who they bring in for men's basketball yeah um, i'm yeah. gonna be doing everything i can to help support them because yeah I love you almost got me choked up when you said about returning to how it was when you were there, success you guys had. Yeah. And now to go kind of out, be a head coach, experience all that. But now coming back to where it kind of started as your freshman year of high school at the child center. Now getting to work in the child center and be back, turning it from where they said, Oh, these new coach, he hasn't even coached a division one game, they're gonna be bad pick right. them 10th, and then to cut nets and go to the national tournament in your first year. Now you've set the bar <laughs> too <pretty> high, so <laughs> right?
1: was, yeah, was-
0: patient level, but I'm, I'm excited to see where you guys go from here, yeah. um, and I think that, yeah, there's so many reasons, and I know I see you around in our neighborhood because I'm yeah. in Tigard, King City yeah. area, so yeah. back close to home, and at your alma mater. That's, that's awesome. I'm really happy for you. And I'm happy for the university that they got you away from Oregon state. And I'm excited to see what happens. And I know you touched on your why, but I want you to really hammer that home. And what, what is your why for coaching? Yeah. So
1: again, like to me, life is about relationships and the people in your life. Um, and so that's, that's priority in my faith. And so to me, like having the opportunity to help create an environment that fosters relationships and helping, you know, young ladies learn how to navigate, um, relationships with people and being great people and treating people kindly, but also just like the, the attitude that you have every day of you can look at things positively or you can look at things negatively. And so like we've been dealing with that all through COVID. Like it has been a daily focus to help train these girls to, you know, have their mind shifted in the right direction of being positive. And they're all really great young ladies. And 90% of the time, like they are super positive, but it can be really hard when you see like Utah being able to allow fans and it's like, well, they can do that, why can't we? And it's like, well, that's not the right mindset, you know? So let's reshift it and refocus and be like, that was a great opportunity that we could have fans there in Utah. So let's make the best of what we've got here and let's, you know, play our hearts out so that our fans watching online can enjoy our game. And so it's just like a constant positive environment to you know, help mentor these young ladies to become great women for their families and for their relationships and their lives. Um, so that's why. And then just create fun. <laughs> like life's way too short, honestly, to like not make every day some kind of fun, something to look forward to. Like I don't think a practice goes by where we don't laugh. Like something funny always happens. Mike will say something funny on purpose to get everybody to just laugh. He's intense, but at the same time, he knows how to keep it positive and lighthearted. And he just does such a great job of that. And so it's been uh, just awesome, just being able to be around. the team every day and try to impact lives in a positive way.
0: I love how many times you said positive, because I think that that is so we're stressing to our players got to be adaptable yeah. and positive right now, yeah. because that's what you can control. And just to be thankful
1: yeah, that
0: you do get the opportunity to play, you know, and yeah. just not taking things for granted. And I like that he's intense, but he keeps it light at times too. And knowing that balance of when, because if yeah. you're always intense, not going to work very well. If you're always just joking around, no one's going to take you serious. You have to have that balance. And I think that is one of the cool things about being an assistant. I'm an assistant. You get that kind of role where you can be the one that says, Hey, coach is just getting, you know, you can kind of obviously be that little bit of a bridge between the head coach and the players. But I think just having that positive mindset and showing up And I know I feed off the energy of our head coach and assistant, and sometimes you're not having a great day, but you get in the gym and you got to bring it. And sometimes it's uh, faking it almost until you really feel it because being around those kids, they don't care what's going on. They, they need you to be that role model of positivity and good energy and spirit and all those things.
1: Yeah, for sure. 100% especially everything that they're dealing with right now. As, oh my
0: gosh, right. Like
1: I look at our roster and like a third of them are from Australia. And then we have a girl from New Zealand and it's like, they haven't even seen their families since
0: right.
1: like in June. Right. I mean, that is just a long time. Um, and so, you know, trying to be a bright spot in their day when they're a little homesick um, and like navigating classes online and like the lack of like human interaction is so bizarre right
0: now <laughs> with this. It's wild. It is right? wild.
1: Like we have been around each other as a team every single day <laughs> and yet like no one's sick of each other. Like that's just rare to be that around each rare. other since June every single day
0: <laughs> and yeah, not
1: really crazy. anyone else. <laughs>
0: You do have some amazing young ladies (laughs) there, because that can be trying at times. (laughs) Yes. I can only imagine. But I know you've practiced this answer. So last question I have for you, what advice are you giving to the young ladies, or what advice would you give to a student athlete at the University of Portland that maybe was in your shoes, you know, and now looking back, what advice would you give to a player there at the university?
1: Uh it's funny. I actually I don't really practice this answer. I should have.
0: I thought maybe I no, I thought maybe just because of what you're telling your girls. I mean that's the right. I know, it be positive, comes have fun. Enjoy your right. That's that's what you're preaching to your girls. So that's yeah, why it's yeah. an easy answer. But.
1: um yeah, I mean I for me it's just like life is not a dress rehearsal right? You've got one shot at this thing. You get today only there. You can't go back and do anything about yesterday. That's over and done with kind of like, okay, you can't do anything about that turnover. So fix it. And next play, like move on, make the hustle play. Right. So same thing, like life's not a dress rehearsal. This is your one shot at today. So let's just like, why not be awesome at it? (laughs) Like, let's just have the best day ever. Make it fun be great people, be kind and like, why not? So, you know, you you got one shot at today's practice. Why not make it great? Like, and I've told this to my players, I um, coach the wings and we talk all the time and we have positional meetings and every single time it's like, this is the last time you're ever gonna play Santa Clara at Santa Clara you're not playing them again this year this is it this is your one shot so are you going to give them your best or are you going to go out and just like go through the motions you know and so that's just kind of like with life in general right this is your this is your one day and you don't know how long today is going to last like look at tiger woods right he's all of a sudden sadly like in a car wreck like you don't know what's going to happen so I guess for me from advice or like what I constantly am telling, you know, my players is just like, Hey, this is it right here today, right now, this moment, like be present in it and give it everything you've got. Like, there's no reason not to.
0: I think that's great advice. Be present in the moment, be at where your feet are at and enjoy today. And I like that next play, that next play speed you made a you made a great play doesn't matter next play matter. You made a horrible play doesn't matter doesn't matter right like right. let it go no matter good yeah. or bad you know yeah. yesterday they say yesterday's history tomorrow's a mystery today's a gift and that's why they call it the present right and so i think being in the moment and enjoying it and those lessons of this this will be the last time you get this opportunity and you're never guaranteed another chance to play i mean you mentioned tiger woods getting hurt in that car accident but at least he has another day right i don't want to bring the mood down to end this thing but obviously uh, we talk about mamba mentality right kobe kobe how tragic that was but his the Mamba mentality is being the best version of yourself every day right when you show up show up with intention and show up with you know, your best self every day. Cause you never know, you never right. know what's going to happen. And having that gratitude and appreciation, um, is really important.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I just like have fun with it, right. Have fun right. each day, laugh each day, like find the good. There's always good. You just got to sometimes find it. Sometimes it's a little harder to find, but right. you know, it there's, it's there. So
0: there is there. And sometimes it, it's easier maybe to have a good day when it's 80 and sunny which doesn't happen a lot in portland so i don't let the weather affect my mood too much because it's beyond my control so if it is rainy and cloudy roll with it roll you know? with it put on your raincoat without rain we wouldn't have rainbows exactly. so well sharon i really appreciate your time today it was great to reconnect and catch up with you and i'll maybe i'll see you around the neighborhood sounds good And if you are a former pilot athlete and you're watching this, the UP Athletic Department wants to get connected with you. So portlandpilots.com backslash alumni. And you can pass on your updated contact information because the university wants you to get back involved. If you're a fan watching this and you want to support student athletes, um, you can go on the portlandpilots.com backslash assistance and help out the current student athletes. So... I really appreciate it again. Go Pilots. I love that you're in the locker room and you got your purple on. Yes, yeah, we have practice
1: here in a bit, so.
0: I love it, Sharon. That's awesome. Thanks again, and we'll be seeing you down the road.
1: Okay, sounds good. Go Pilots. Go
0: Pilots. Go Pilots.